Christian. He's Jimmer. Well, I'm getting better at that. To two visible no, seriously. And a bag He's of like, chips. Pretty good. That was like four or five seconds. That was some serious hang time. Today we get to review Zap's Hotter and Hot Jalapeno. But before we do that, we're going to interview Eduardo Fiala. Well, we're going to have Eduardo. a discussion. No, we're not going to interview Yeah, him. it's, I mean, there you go. We're, we're just going to interview list. We're going to have a fireside chat with Eduardo. That sounds good. Lucky Ed, as we call him. I don't really call you anything, Ed. <laughs> Lucky Ed, Eduardo. Let's let's not start calling me Lucky Ed, then. then, then that's maybe not the best place to start. All right. What's up? Thanks for having me on. This is this is fun. Absolutely, man. Uh, well, you, I do you like our studio. You threatened in the season in the season review, so I felt like I had to make good on it to to get more interviews. Well, wow, to get him, we've been trying for like a you, year and a half. Had a, you mentioned you said it. Yeah, we've had yeah, it for a while. So it's definitely. been a year and a half. It was about time. So we made it quick. We did it within a few episodes. Good job. Here. Just a couple. That's how it rolls. Yeah. Well, we're nailing it. Eduardo is a friend of the clinic, former uh, former patient. Hippo yeah. rules, but you know that's yeah. all right. We'll break those yeah. for this. Not, uh, not just a president, also a client. <laughs> Hair club for Ooh. men. It's a good one. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't even gonna go there, but those of you who are gonna watch that's where, the that's uh, where it's from. the Twitter pictures, you'll get the pun. You'll get it. Well, maybe we'll post some stuff. Yeah. And then uh, currently, Eduardo's working as technical coordinator for the CU Buffs volleyball team. So that's pretty exciting. We'll get into some of that. But prior to that. Eduardo had worked for many years at Front Range Volleyball Club here in town. Is that how you guys first met? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jimmer, do you still? Do no, I don't remember. Uh, okay. No. I, oh, I that's not what you were going to ask. No. Oh. Uh, do, you, is it, do you still work with them at all? Yeah, off and on. Yeah. Not, not really uh, much uh, at the facility anymore, but I, I still treat there. Yeah. Their, no formal uh, relationship. Players. Yeah. But that, we never really had a formal relationship. No, but uh, but when you Less used to come in and do relationship. Uh, and screen our athletes at the beginning of the season, yeah, we got to got a chance to get to know each other there, and and then That's I kept hurting myself, ago. and so I kept calling you and see if I could come to your clinic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, That's how it happens. It's pretty sad. But some other history on Eduardo here. So currently in his second season as technical coordinator for CU, where he's doing film, video, and statistical analysis. Yep. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. That's like way up my field right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, Prior to there, you were, was it three years or four years at DU? Uh, Four years. Uh, Three years as a volunteer, and then my last year I was the director of operations. Ooh. Yeah, for the volleyball team or for uh, the yes. university? I was the director of volleyball operations. So I thought maybe you were the yeah. director of operations for DU. That no, would have been cool, too. That would have been quite a, a leap in in jobs. Yeah. Could possible assistant to director at the school. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah, you? Sure. Why wouldn't I would have voted for you. I get I get those options every yeah. once in a while. Because yeah. you totally vote on, on things like director of operations. As, a, as an alumni, they, they, they sometimes uh, ask your opinion. Followed that's different. by a request for money. Then. Yeah, that's different yeah, yeah. than voting. No, you're that, right. We voted on our mascot situation. I was alumni. Because that's, that's right. when, when you went from when you went from a carriage to a, a carrot eating rabbit or or chicken hawk. Chicken hawk. And then we got rid of the chicken hawk. And then we had Boone, the unofficial mascot that the school then made incredibly unofficial. Can't even show up anymore. There's been some problems with the mascot. In any event, there's no mascot at DU right now. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. But while you were there, you were a three-time Summit League champ and went to three straight NCAA tournaments. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty, 
pretty yeah. good. Yeah, they've they've got a streak now of like uh, was it uh, six? Yeah, I, I don't remember now, but yeah, I think I think they might be at seven now. Is that a reflection of how good they are, or how bad the Summit League is? Uh, some of both. Uh, one of those one of those years, they actually got an at-large bid. Um, was it uh, two years ago? I believe I they, two years ago. They didn't win the conference tournament, but they got an at-large bid into the tournament. So um, it's it's a little bit of both. Nice, pretty good. We pretty love good. DU here. Pretty good yeah, program. Sure. Go Boons. Yeah. Graduate of Arizona. Yep. 98? Uh, yeah. 98. Like the actual University of Arizona? Yes. yes. Were you there at the same time as Courtney? Uh, not even close. Courtney was barely. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Courtney was probably not Come ready on. to go to that college was a, at that That point. was a fantastic layup. Barely. Yeah. And you missed it. And you worked as a grad assistant for a year with the volleyball program there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There we go. Uh, also, other stints at Cal State, Dominguez Hills, Louisiana Lafayette. Another Summit League team back in the day. And they're actually now with their Sunbelt Conference. Yes. Sunbelt Conference. And uh, I think yeah. that may have changed again, but I, I can't keep up yeah, anymore. Keep up. I'll tell you this, though. One of the coolest mascots in college sports, though, the, the, Raging, the Raging Cajun. Cajun. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we He's have a, a chip named the Raging Cajun? We had Cajun... Taters. Taters. Craw Taters. Craw Taters. That's yep. That's, those are Zaps. Those are Zaps. That's why I love they're, me some Zaps. They're delicious. A year at North Carolina State... That is correct. As a yeah. the wolf pack. Mm -hmm. Not uh, a Gamecock. No. No. Several stints and club-level stuff. We've already mentioned Front Range, yep. but also Club Cactus and the Colorado Volleyball Association. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where, where are they based out of? I don't even... Uh, they're also down like South Denver-ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a lot of warehouse space down around that there, part of town, so there's sure a lot is. of volleyball clubs. That makes sense. But it's also the, the uh, some of the best volleyball in Denver is... Sort of like that area, area, like Cherry Creek, Douglas County schools are usually pretty good. That makes sense. 2004 regional champ and silver medalist at the U.S. Junior National Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was with Front Range. And then yep. 2006 AAU Junior National Champion. Also with Front Range? Also with Front yeah. Range. That was, uh, that was Rachel's year, right? Holloway? Uh, May. Was that um, Lindsay? Well, see, that, those weren't the teams that I was coaching, but, yeah, it was around that time, though. Yeah. Who yeah. were you coaching? 14s? Uh, 15s. 15s. Yeah. 15s. That's yeah. right. Freshman. God. That could have been. How time flies. Yep. Yeah. In 2006, I don't think that could have been Courtney. No, sorry. That was too, too young. 2008, assistant coach for the Global Challenge team. International. Yeah, we, uh, Front awesome. Range took a, a group of athletes to yeah. uh, to Europe and toured around a little bit in Italy and Croatia and played some volleyball. That was that was a really cool experience. Haven't That's haven't been awesome. invited back since. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think that they have gone to Europe since then, but I don't think that's my fault. Dad, I didn't. I, did, I just. We're not going to talk about didn't. the Croatia incident. No. Right? We'll <laughs> that, we'll hey, I'm just one saying. One. I've been to Europe since then. They continue to let me in. We know some stuff about the Croatian, or is it the Serbs? The donkey cheese thing. That's the Serbs. Sorry, Croatians. Yeah, Novak Djokovic has purchased up all of the donkey cheese in the whole country. I think it, this happened once, and it's probably like a five, six-year-old story. It's still, still good. Still the best wow. donkey cheese story I know. <laughs> I will definitely have to look that up. I've you, never had donkey cheese. Novak I, apparently has a, a, a number of sandwich shops, and they have a, a monopoly on donkey cheese now. It's apparently a delicacy mm -hmm. in, in Serbia. So if you mm -hmm. have a sandwich shop, 
and you're the only one who sells donkey cheese on your sandwiches, bada bang. Bro, the man. Nail, right? on, nail on the donkey cheese. I'll say, th- I'll say this though. It's like cows, goats, why not donkeys? Camels. I don't know if they make camel, camel cheese, but okay. They do? Yeah. You can milk a camel. It's hard milk on a camel. I watched it on the Dirty Jobs the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Mike yeah. Rowe was milk on a camel. Oh, that's a good point. He was using a vacuum to bolt, like clean off the camel. Yeah, that had nothing to do with the milking, but it was. But, yeah, he I was cleaning the camel. I yeah. remember that yeah. now, though. Yeah. But they, he was milking it later. Uh, Eduardo has blessed us with some plantain chips in the past. I don't yes. think we've ever reviewed any of yours on the pod, unfortunately. But, no, but I, I think you reviewed uh, the same brand from someone else ah. that, that brought them in because they're they're just they're not like sweet. They're a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. My yeah, those are those are my favorites. Those are good. Yeah, anytime yeah. I can get my hands on those. Cri- Christian is not a uh, banana fan. No, plantains. And so but he was okay with those. By default, as I recall, I managed. By default, yeah. he doesn't enjoy the plantains. I've loosened up on plantains. I mean, uh, you know, the first time through, there was a lot of uh, hesitancy, but you know, I'm not going to buy them. But I, I, I can, I can. Manage but if we get them for free, I hey, can, why I can not? manage a right. few here and there. Sure. But Eduardo is a big time runner. And a pretty nice poster hanging up here from Desert Rats. Yeah, uh, I did their trail half marathon. That was my uh, my the race that I ran as the one year anniversary after um, having uh, an Achilles uh, tendon repair done. So that was my me proving to myself that uh, I wasn't going to be completely useless after rupturing my Achilles. I think there's better ways to uh, to make that point than yeah. to run a half marathon. Yeah. Fun Regardless fact, though, of whether that's in the desert. Uh, Kobe Bryant and I both ruptured our Achilles uh, within 24 hours of one another. Uh, we totally scheduled that. Huh. Yeah. That is impressive. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to leave that one there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, man. Still running now, Eduardo? Uh, I am, yeah. And it's been, uh, it's been entertaining. I, I like to, like to get out and uh, run because then, that gives me excuses to come and visit. We gotta, we gotta take a picture of his socks because they, they, I, I can't stop. They're, they're pretty impressive. Looking yes. at them, those are some crazy socks. These what socks is that? Are awesome. Those big swords on there. Looks yeah, like. no, those are uh, from Stance. They they make awesome skateboarding socks as well mm-hmm. as other things. So this is the Tommy Guerrero, uh, uh, like deck design from way back in the day when when I was a little skate rat. So. I was going to say, you fancy yourself a skateboarder? Um, or you were at some point? Yeah, at some point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, see the things you learn about someone. Yeah. Those are, uh, we're going to have to take a picture though, because okay. we'll my, we'll my eyes keep drifting down towards. They're pretty bright. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, nothing in comparison to the brightness of Jimmer's sock tan line. Yeah. Uh, this is because I was in a hurry, so I had to run over to that, vacuum, and uh, so I didn't put on any socks. So, that, yeah. That is. Clearly the sock tan line of someone who plays a lot of golf. Um, wrong. <laughs> this is the sock tan line of somebody who wears socks. Who mows a really big lawn with socks on. No, we actually just uh, got a lawn, so uh, oh, I haven't mowed a lawn in years. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just from wearing socks, I guess. The man who walks his dog. There you go. His uh, In the bright sunshine. His, yeah. his grand dog. His grand dog. There we go. <laughs> the grand dog. My yeah. daughter's dog. That's yeah. how that worked. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, this okay. is all going to be cut out. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's fine. You going to leave it in? 
Maybe. Are you still like working off? Are we like comfortable it, enough now that we just start talking? Or are you still doing your script? No, you guys can do whatever talking you want. No, you too. You're included in this. Well, it's not I'm a not, you guys I, thing. I, I mean, I'm just trying to be the moderator for Kumbaya. Just trying to get to some uh, some eventual topics. And, no, bring uh, it on. I, but we're we're going to talk about data volley. I don't have to warm up. I'm data I'm volley. Yeah, data volley. It's a, it's a tracking. Data it's a good thing these data. aren't frozen because they'd be. But I'm curious if, if data volley tracks injury or injury risk or any of that sort of stuff. Um, no, but interesting. Uh, question along those lines, though. Like, so I I do work a lot with our. Uh, strength and conditioning coach at uh, at the University of Colorado, and so we've been working recently, lately, to try and connect some of uh, some of his KPIs with some of the performance, like the the skill execution stuff that I collect, in hopes that eventually we're going to be able to uh, put that uh, put some of that information together to start getting more information about like predicting injuries, um, things like that, like. Just looking out for for like different chronic cases that might come up, like how we might be able to flag those ahead of time. Um, so it, it's actually kind of uh, it's not cutting edge in the sense that like we're using technology that nobody's ever seen before. It's sort of cutting edge because there um, there isn't a lot of um, or there aren't a lot of people right now that are trying to integrate the strength and conditioning you know wellness side of it along with the performance metric side of it. So it's kind of cool. Because it seems to me like it would be very possible to make those correlations, right? You have an outside hitter who swings 300 times a game or whatever, and then you start to see chronic rotator cuff tenomitis. It's like, well, that seems pretty straightforward. I think we can manage this a little bit better based on, on the data we're putting out, for instance. Yeah. Or how, how to, uh, you know, certain players jump a lot more than others, right? Do they need to spend more time in the gym working on load absorption talents versus potentially a libero who's not jumping as often or something yeah. along those lines. And and there's a lot of really cool like wearable stuff that uh, mm-hmm. that's available. Companies like Catapult, Connexon, or uh, like on the simpler, cheaper side is like a company like Vert um, that that can measure jump loads and things like that. Uh, Connexon and Catapult do a ton of other stuff like there. Like you see those systems used a lot in um, like basketball um, and soccer, things like that. So they're pl- tracking player movement, speed, mm-hmm. um, you know, jump load, stuff like that. It's it's really really cool. So cool. being able to put that together with like how well an athlete is performing in terms of like how well they're executing as well is kind of a, a cool space to be in. Very cool. Do you guys do that with all your players now, or are you guys working on getting into that more? Uh, working on getting into it more. Um, you know. Uh, College athletic budgets are kind of there. What they are, yeah. Yeah, they're 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 also not going up this year, so uh, we really can't afford to add hmm. any any new tech on at this moment. Yeah, I wonder okay. why that is. It's a, it's an interesting time. Yeah, yeah we kind of mentioned that a little bit, but the the plan is to play this year. It sounds like so far we um, we are reporting uh, next week. Uh, we get to start practicing a week from tomorrow. Um, we've we've been we've got all kinds of protocols in place that the that Boulder County Health is approving and monitoring and um, you know our our athletes have been around each other in these little functional groups um, you know and and if we can maintain those sort of groupings well then hopefully we can start uh, mixing in with other university teams as well we'll we'll see how long it takes for. College students to be college students. 
but but I don't know. Like it, it's also weird to me. Like I, I don't want to put it on them. Like like they're being dumb or immature or something. Like what's it like? You know what would it be like if you were twenty and I came to you and be like, yeah, sorry, you know that college experience that your older brother had or your younger sister's gonna have. You don't get to have that. Yeah. Um. That that's tough. And and yeah, I I, I feel bad for them in that regard. Absolutely. Do you guys are they getting tested on a, on a daily, monthly, weekly? What's um. The... There is regular testing. That's my understanding from our athletic trainer. But I really don't have more information than that because. Mm-hmm it's not super important to my job. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, keep it on the And, you know, HIPAA and whatnot. Oh, yeah, no. I'd, I don't know if it's a standard across the Pac-12 type of rule or if it's a university to university type of deal. Um, that's something that, like, the Pac-12 and other Power 5 conferences have talked about mm-hmm. is, is that they, uh, a lot of the reasonings that they've been giving for playing conference-only schedules this year is that, uh, well, we can control the the testing, et cetera, uh, that's going to go on within our conference at, at each school, but we can't control it or we don't know what's going on at schools that aren't in our conference. So right. there's that. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, on a, I mean, at every practice, are you present in person or are you sitting behind the computer typing away? Um, I am sitting behind a computer typing away, um, but I am roughly courtside. Um, in the NCAA, uh, I, I am considered by the NCAA to be a non-coaching staff member, mm-hmm. uh, which means that uh, I am not allowed to have conversations with our student athletes about how they're playing. Like, like, like I can't tell them, like, put your arm there, put your leg there, um, you know, stuff like that. I can just sort of be like, yay team, you're awesome, stuff like that. Um, this is only during practice in the games, or uh, this is this is any period. Yeah, um, huh. but but I but I am pre- present at all the practices, and I'm like gathering data and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. and I I am definitely an integral part of how the coaching staff makes decisions and 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 looks at um, information about how we're performing. That's strange. That's that sounds like an NCAA thing. Doesn't it sound oh, like totally an NCAA is. rule? Oh, it absolutely is. Let's go, let's go off on the NCAA again, shall we? We've done that numerous times. What is it you say you do again, NCAA? You're making money very well. Yeah. Oh, but who? Who's making the money? The NCAA. Right. People yep. somewhere. As in, you know, whoever's on the board of the NCAA. Corporations are people, so, my so, friend. Someone somewhere. I, I believe there was someone who said that. Someone smart. Did the, didn't the Supreme Court rule Someone that? political. Yep, that too. I think they ruled that corporations... That had people. to do with, with the super PACs. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they have human... Do they have capes? That's what I've always wondered. Are they just packs with capes? The super PACs? Or do they have masks? Oh, no, they absolutely have like capes. Like a backpack with a cape on? They all have, like, okay. amazing abilities. That would be pretty neat. Like, they can turn people into ice. <laughs> For example. <laughs> oh, man. That works on multiple levels, which I'm sure <laughs> is how you intended it. I'm just saying. Just... Just saying. That's just all. Saying. Just saying. Just saying. That's all. Just saying. No. Uh, so I read recently that you have joined or made the pledge for volley equality. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, oh, it's a really cool thing that just showed up recently um, on social media, and uh, I'm hoping that it becomes more. It's an opportunity for me to be able to talk about, um, you know, like creating safe spaces for. Um, not just our athletes, but for others around, uh, like in our facilities or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I think all of us have had this opportunity to just like 
sit at home and really watch the news and absorb um, like just how screwed up things can be sometimes. And and that for me has really been an opportunity to say like, okay, well, I'm not just going to like tweet about it or like put something in Instagram. Like, like I need to do more. Um, and so the, like signing that pledge is, is sort of just like hashtag activism, but it is also an invitation for me to, to just say like, I'm going to help normalize conversations like this where we're like, it's okay for us to talk, talk about um, race and how race figures into college athletics. And that, that if that's something that, that you are suffering from in some ways that you feel that you're being oppressed, like, I want to hear you. I want to listen to that. And I want to help you affect change. Um, you know, like I, that's, that's something that, that I really appreciate, uh, having the opportunity to do is help others uh, find their own voices and stuff like this. There's an interesting article I read, I can't remember who wrote it, but about the whole race thing where th there really is no such thing as race, right? It's something that we made up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all come from exactly the same mm -hmm. genome trail. So there's, there, there's no separation. It's not like we're talking about, you know, pox versus Colibris, yeah, different, sure. Um, yeah, so no, we're genetically like ninety nine point nine nine. Right. So where did this? When did this distinction? Point zero 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 one percent difference is what makes us straight hair, curly hair. That to me is is hard or short or whatever. Where you start looking at like the chicken versus egg question, and it's like, so which came first, then racism or race? Yeah, it's like we might not have called it racism, but racism came first, and we used race as as a way to justify quote-unquote, scientifically, um, that that certain groups of people were superior to other groups, and that gave that gave those certain groups power, and then we have just sort of allowed that power to expand in all sorts of... Uh, yeah, but that's exactly what the article's about, is yep. about how mm -hmm. we needed the justification, and so we came up with yep. race. So racism was there clearly before, even though it wasn't called racism, because we hadn't invented race yet. But yeah. it's it's a it's that's a fascinating thing that you're doing. That's fantastic. Yeah, liking um, it. You know, we we can all pitch in. Uh, I, I know, even though you said you know hashtag activism, it, it's something, right? Everybody can pitch in to their ability and to their extent in their well, it, whether it be in their neighborhood, in their surroundings, in their community. Um, it's going to take a global effort. Well, and that's when it's like I'm I'm going to hop on my little soapbox and if this gets cut out I really don't care but it, probably, like, it probably won't yeah but like um, so for me it, the thing that probably hit the the or was the most salient for me was when I started reading about Ahmad Arbery um, that he was shot and killed while he was out running and as you mentioned like I love running and it's it's really sobering to think that something that is my probably my favorite hobby that I I feel no qualms about going out in my neighborhood any time of day or night and running as far and as long as I want and uh, people of color don't have that same luxury and so I've looked at it like wow like I I need to feel some discomfort in that place that is so comfortable for me so like I've started donating dollars for every single mile that I run to uh, black, indigenous, and people of color causes. 
um, and I'm doing that for the year um, because like that to me is well I got to put my money where my mouth is somehow and so if it means that I'm out there running thinking about what it means to be uncomfortable then then that's the little bit that I can do and and, and if I have the means to be able to donate money to try and affect some sort of change, then that's what I'm gonna do. Um, and I, I hope that maybe I can find other ways to contribute, but um, that's a start for me. You know, they, like I, I need to recognize how incredibly comfortable my life is and introduce some discomfort and, and really make myself think about it. I think that hits the nail on the head, right? There are so many things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. And when, when you hear a story like that, you can't fathom what that must be like. And there are people who deal with that on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, they have to do things differently because of the pigmentation of their skin yeah. or because of their sexual orientation. They ha- and that's a day in, day out thing. That's not just a, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's so, no, that, that's, uh, like I, that's I got very a, admirable. I got like BLM on my hat that everybody can see when I'm out running. And it's like, I get to come home and take that hat off. Yep. And so if people yep. don't like that I have that hat on, that that's fine. I get to take it off. Yeah. 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 And it, like you said, it, it, it can put you in a somewhat uncomfortable position, but it's not it's not the same. And that's not what we're striving for. But it's um, that's fantastic. Very admirable. Yeah. We're going to transition a little bit here to, to some college recruiting stuff. How do you play a role in that if you're not actually allowed to really interact very much? Uh, so I am allowed to watch video. Of, of athletes if the coaching staff wants to allow me to do that. that that's something that's permitted. And every once in a while, I, I do get a, like a random YouTube link from one of the coaches and be like, watch this, tell me your opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm sort of like the, the tiebreaker sometimes or, or the opportunity to uh, like uh, eliminate some, some confirmation bias within our staff where it's just like, well, we both think one thing about this athlete. You watch them because you haven't talked to us about this, so maybe you can see something that we're missing. Um, and then the other thing is when athletes come on campus uh, to visit, I get a chance to, to say hi and, and just say like, hey, so um, I'm the nerd with the keyboard that sits over here and collects stats. Have you ever paid attention to the stats? Because they tell us a lot about like uh, not only what you are doing, but potentially ways that we can improve what you're doing. You know, So it, it's kind of eye-opening for a lot of them in, in that way. And, and the position that I hold is is one that is not commonly found uh, in the NCAA. It's definitely kind of a luxury in a lot of ways. So I, it, we really like to leverage the fact that we have somebody like me. Is that something that, that you see maybe kids at the club level or even at high school level starting to pay attention to and maybe putting in the recruiting videos or, you know, the, the stats aspect, I mean? Uh, I, I think that um, for the most part college coaches are probably going to look at club and high school statistics and take a very large grain of salt along with them uh, just because it, it's always sort of questionable like what kind of quality are those stats and and also uh, what's the quality of competition you know the, there's a lot of variety in in skill level in the NCAA from different levels um, or even just within uh, division one but um, but there's e- an even greater separation in club and high school athletics. I mean, just the NCAA is the top, or, or not even the NCAA, college athletics, period. 
is like the top 5% of all high school volleyball athletes. So, I mean, you can imagine, you know, if we've already, you know, sort of cut that many of them out at the collegiate level, you know, like how big of a variety is there in, uh, in the club and high school level? Is, the, is that a marker that you look at one or that coaches look at? Um, no, for the most part, my experience has been that coaches are going to rely on the eye test. Um, one of my, uh, I, I, like my bosses are always th- talking about it in, in terms of, uh, of just like how high can they touch, you know, like how athletic are they, how quickly do they move, and those aren't things that we can really stat, um, you know, or, or not, not at that level. Right. With video analysis, are you able to to better compare players, say somebody who's in Southern California and someone who's in the Northeast? Like, can you compare the player, you know, visually, like to one another, essentially? Or um, that, does that not? Apply yeah, still? yeah, no, that's definitely possible. Um, but again, the the model of recruiting in the NCAA, in the NCAA is typically like uh, you're trying to see the athletes in person. Um, some of it is so that they see you seeing them, mm-hmm. um, but also again, coaches just tend to rely on on the the instincts that they have um, based on actually watching them. Like even if our coaches just watch video of a player, they still want to go see that player live, just because it feels different. Sure, that makes sense. I think we're going to move on to some trivia time here. Ooh. Bring it on. Yeah, Shaggy. Shag, Shaggy was a was a week ago now. We've actually recorded another episode since then. Oh man, uh, it, came, it came out about an hour ago. So, <laughs> oh, you're killing me. No. Now I'm behind. That, that was no, a good no, one no, too. You're good. You're good. That man. was a uh, that was a uh, so the 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 theme was ankylosing spondylitis. So the trivia question was which dinosaur name translates to fused lizard. Ankylosaurus? Ankylosaurus, yes. yeah. yeah. My dinosaur nerd days from when I was like oh. six. That's so we went. We went from like super out there to one that most six year olds go like, <laughs> Ankylosaurus. Everybody knows that. It's got Ankylo in it. Yeah. Everyone knows Norval. Ankylos and Spondylitis. Yeah, I, I looked up Norval Rogers because I wanted to be ready. Yeah, and clearly I was not ready yeah. for the right thing. Well, you know, that's, oh. that's how it goes a little bit. So Ankylosaurus was the answer to last week's question. Fused lizard. You played off the whole theme of that particular episode. Well this, done, Christian. I mean, that was <laughs> well played. This week's question, what year was volleyball first played as an official Olympic sport? Not a demonstration not sport. Not a demonstration I'm sport. not even sure. Yeah, there, there may not have been demonstration sports at that point, but I really don't know all of my demonstration sport Olympic history well enough. I don't know either. For, yeah. for the Dutch people out there, it was the first time that the Dutch ever won a uh, gold medal in judo at huh. this particular Olympics. Oh, wow. And actually, the, uh, not at those Olympics, but definitely later, the, the Dutch men uh, were definitely uh, some of the best teams in the world. Uh, you, know, you know, that's because they got to hang out with uh, Ari Salinger. Who, yeah, that is. Who was... Uh, one of the stud coaches in the world at the time. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. And then went on to coach a whole bunch in the same country where these Olympics were held, where that's right. was first. Oh, this is good stuff. This is oh, good. Tying it all together. Lots of information. The, the, hinting, so, the hinting is strong. Today. So esoteric. Yep. Couldn't spell it if I had to. Me neither. I can't spell anything. Chip time. 
Oh, let's do it. Zaps hot and hot jalapeno. Compliments and of Eduardo. Jalapeno. Although I got to tell you, I'm a little let down because uh, what I really wish I could have had though, uh, Potbelly Sandwich Shop. Yeah. They used to have like their own like custom Zaps flavor. Really. There that was like like their like like pepper blend like That's like their like sliced peppers. Yeah. Um, it tasted like those, but they don't make those anymore. So yeah. I had to settle for. So at least these are within the same year these are of expiration. Good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I, I brought we a have, fresh bag though. <laughs> yeah, we got we got two bags we had today. Some chips that we got like a mini bag which is two hundred twenty calories. We got we got the large bag, both about forty percent chip to air ratio. It's gonna be good. I mean, they're zaps. They're gonna be high quality. You just, I'm gonna try. You just, it's just about how mm. high, how high. Look at the size of this chip. Mm. That was one. Mm. Did did Jimmer show you? Um, I had texted him a while ago. I was at uh, Jimmy John's. Why do you guys keep talking? I'll keep partaking, partaking of a sandwich and a bag of chips. And I had a quadruple fold. Quadruple fold? Quadruple fold. I sent him the pictures to prove it. And I was like, do I win a prize for this? Or just being able to eat the chips is the only prize? These keep are talking, good. boys. Keep talking. I'm going to keep eating. These are right? good. I mean, quality zap chip, kettle chip. Look at that one. Somebody yeah. got a hint. Little hole. Mm. We've got. That's the one that you uh, tear the outside like of your lip on. No, you don't want to do that. Salty. Mm -hmm. Jalapeno. The jalapeno is hot, but it's not. Not overpowering. It's not disturbingly hot. It's tastefully hot. See, the, the thing where I start to measure these, it, like the hot part of it, is how many chips do I have to eat consecutively before I start getting like head sweats? Like hot head? Yeah. yeah. I could question. eat a whole bag of these and not get the head sweats. Um, but they're definitely spicy in, in, a, in a great way. Really solid. Wow. Zaps, you this is gonna be again. This is going to be the first three-thumb upper for the year for me. Oh, yeah. good. It's a good thing I'm here then so I can supply an extra thumb for you. Because I, I tell you, as soon as you guys like branched out past two thumbs, uh, I was like, I think you need stunt thumbs. Stunt thumbs? Stunt thumbs. You need additional people could, around. We could, we could use like, a, like the thumb toe. The big toe. Yeah. Oh. Call it just a thumb tuck. You can do that. Mm -hmm. These are delicious. These are really good. Very, very good. Well done, Zaps. Um, we, we've we've done this before with Zaps. If anybody out there is listening, um, Zaps, big fan. We still have uh, plain T-shirts that could use a sponsor name. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Both front and back. Mm. Well, and you can this. you can order these online, but like the minimum is like for like the larger bags. Yeah. You you got to order them in like a box. Uh, yeah, a box of twelve. We can have so there's, which I would totally think of doing. So there's a couple of sandwich shops in town yeah. that that give these away when you buy a sandwich. Um, there's a place on County Line. Um, it's it's a it's a Cajun or a Louisiana restaurant that does sandwiches and other stuff. But um, you get to pick your zaps, and they have a whole collection there. Mm. That's good. Um, yeah. So if you guys are listening, yep. um, we'll put you on the shirt as well. Yeah, we'll yeah. put we'll put anybody on. Yeah. Evil Eye, so, Voodoo, Voodoo Heat, bring it all on. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Salt and vinegar. Just regular salt and vinegar. Um, it's a good thing that Eduardo brought the big bag because uh, we just yep. polished off the little one. I'm also going three thumbs on this one. Eduardo, what are you giving this bad boy? Uh, well, I've given up each of my thumbs to, to you so that you can have three real thumbs up. So we've got we've got nine thumbs today. Holy crap. Yep. Nine thumb chip. That is a lot of thumbs. Zaps just continues to continue to do well. And it's simple, right? It's not like super fancy. 
Solid chip, good flavor. Great chip and yeah. great jalapeno flavor. I mean, that's what you need. Just maybe, the right amount. Maybe we should knock them a little bit because they're not really hotter than hot. You're right. But maybe they're hotter than jalapeno hot for some people. That uh, could be. Because I think the, the three of us are, are pretty heat resistant. Fairly. So f I think for some people this might be like borderline heat. Not in a, not oh, in a painful think. way, but definitely in a hot way. It's a comfortable heat. Oh, like I said, I could eat the whole bag. It's a soothing heat. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. <clears throat> Things you don't say in Arizona. Eduardo, sir, heat. thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, really I appreciate, appreciate it. You. Hey, yeah. and and I appreciate all seriously all the all the work that you have done for and literally on me uh, <laughs> over over the years. Uh, like it, it's been really really cool to have uh, your clinic as a resource for me in terms of keeping me healthy and 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 able to exercise. Happy to do it. Um, checks in the mail. Cool. Wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. Uh, if you want more information on Eduardo, go to his Twitter, Eduardo Coaches, his Instagram, Eduardo Coaches, or his website, EduardoCoaches.com. I am wow. consistent. The guy, the guy nailed it early and often. He's really keeping the brand on brand here, doing a great job. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Next week, we will be covering tib-fib fractures, and then we will be reviewing plant snacks vegan cheddar. Thanks, Chip. <laughs> that Chip brought that in? Yeah. That is so wrong. He's going to pay the price for that. Uh, I can already guarantee you that we're not going to like those. Well, they're not going to be anything like these. They're not going to be like those. Uh, make sure you follow the CU Buffs volleyball program this year. If you see a nerd with a computer, that's Eduardo. Give him a, give him a high five or just say hello or an elbow bump or whatever it is we're going to be doing this year. Uh, if you like today's episode, please follow, review, subscribe. Don't forget to tell your friends if you want more information ah. on this topic. So we'll have uh, several links uh, on our Instagram and Twitter throughout the week. If you want to learn more about rebound therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. You keep talking, Ed, and I keep eating. He's Jimmer. Oh. Thank you again, Eduardo. Much appreciated. I'm He's Christian. Thanks for listening.